would say do it. I think it's awesome. I think you'll learn so much from it and don't be afraid of failure. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Hello, welcome to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. This is the show where you can learn about the places you do business in East Idaho and the stories behind them, or maybe just get to know your neighbors a little better. Today, I'm so excited for my guest and learning about her business. For any of you who are interested in a home-based business, this is the episode for you. So welcome, Alicia Evans, to of Sugar Doodle Boutique. Gosh, I had a hard time getting that out. <laughs> welcome. Thank you so much. It is a tongue twister. So <laughs> Yeah. Tell me, where did the name come from? Um, so I had my son, my first son, his nickname was Shuggy. Like I would call him sugar booger. Uh, I, I <laughs> love it, it. And then it got shortened to, you know, changed to sugar doodle and then Shuggy. Now he's, he's still Shuggy, even though he's 17 years old. Yeah. And he probably Shuggy. still answers to it and it's yeah. all good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it. So tell us what sugar doodle boutique is. So I sell online, um, baby blankets. They're minky baby blankets and minky is a super soft, fuzzy fabric and babies love it because it's so cuddly and soft and actually adults love it. <laughs> yes. Adults love do it. love it. Yes. <laughs> I confess I have some blankets of my own. Yes. Um, anyway, so I, I sell baby blankets out of that fabric and pillowcases and little things called PPTPs specifically oh. for baby boys. Okay. And they're And we can really, imagine what those are. Yes, they're they're very Because helpful. if any of us have had a baby boy, we understand that sometimes we get an unexpected shower. I mean, I'm <laughs> assuming right. it goes along with that. Yes. Okay, That's was right. that your invention? No, I wish it was, uh, but no. But you you make them yeah. and sell them. That's yeah. awesome. They're pretty cute. Okay, great. We'll have to check that out. All you listeners go and check that out. You have a website, right? Um I do. It's an Etsy shop and it's just www.sugardoodleboutique.com. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about that. Is that where primarily, is that how you do all of your sales is through your Etsy shop or how, do you um, sell retail at all? How does it look? I have in the past, I've sold retail, but my online business um, got so busy that I quit doing that and I just purely sell out of my home. And um, I also sell on Amazon. On They have a section on Amazon called Handmade and it's basically like Etsy, but on Amazon and you can go and find lots and lots of handmade things on there. And, um, I sell also on another site called Aftkra and it's kind of a lesser known site, but, um, and then just like to family and friends, I'll sell things as well. Yeah, that's good. So if you're, if you happen to have that connection, (laughs) just hook up. (laughs) Um, so yeah. How do you find like Afta? I've never heard of that. Tell me about how you find the places where you can sell your your blankets and things? Um, a lot of the places, there are other venues I could sell on as well, but this, these keep me busy enough. Um, I am part of like Facebook groups, like business groups and stuff like that. And so you'll learn about places that you can sell, like their Shopify. Um, there's, there's actually quite a few of them. Yeah. So. I, I guess if you're in the industry, you kind of find those places. Yeah. That, but if I was just looking, I looked up Sugar Doodle Boutique, it would come up with your Etsy shop or something like that. Yes, probably my Etsy is the first one you'd find and then probably Amazon after that. Okay. So talk to me about them. It's not just that you are making these blankets. Like you are actually designing fabric. Isn't that correct? Right. Well, I have graphic designers that 
help design them. I actually have designed one print of my own. Yes. <laughs> I would like to get into that more, but um, as busy as I am right now with just my blankets, I figure, I don't know if it ever slows down, I'll get into the designing part because that is actually really fun. And then you can create your own prints that nobody else has, which right. is really nice. So how did you even and, find out about that? Because just even working with graphic designer and then mm -hmm. making fabric, mm -hmm. you know, if this was me, I'd be going to the fabric store and buying what's ever <laughs> on the shelf. I would have no idea right. that you can make your own designs. Talk to me about that. Right. And that's how I started. I would just go to the stores here in town, um, Abbott's and Rigby, which I miss Abbott's you know, and Rigby. I know, we all miss that, yes. Um, um, and Porter's and now AC Moore. And um, there were so many people that had the same prints that I did that I was just like, oh, this is you know too much competition. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking for maybe other fabrics that weren't in the stores and I found Spoonflower. And that's where you can create your own prints and um, you like they have a design platform and it helps you teach you how to create um, repeating prints and stuff like that and you can print it on lots of different fabrics different cotton spandex like every fabric you can print it on which is really cool but i just stick with minky because it's so soft and cuddly and i do mostly baby stuff so um and then they have designers on there that you can choose from. And so uh, I found a lot of prints that I really loved from designers, but then people would want something changed on it. They didn't like it. So I would reach out to the designers and say, hey, can you change this? And um, they're like, yeah, no problem. Some of them do charge a fee, which is not a big deal. Usually people are willing to pay for that. But, um, and then I- And you would just pass that cost on to your customer? Yeah, okay. I just let them know, hey, it's gonna be like a $25 customization yeah. fee. Yeah. Um, and like, especially with names, like we can have names printed on it and stuff like that. Um, but I do have other options. Like if people don't want to spend that to customize theirs, I do, an, I offer embroidery also. So you can you have a Right little... here that you do the embroidery yourself? I did. I did, I've quit doing it myself because um, machines are extremely expensive. Yeah, right. That's what I understood. So, yeah. So now I take it down to Snake River Embroidery okay. and they do an amazing job for me. It's so. nice to have partners kind of mm -hmm. help you out. Absolutely. But that sounds like it was an evolution. That's not where you started. Right. This all kind of came. So when right. did you start this business? I started in November of 2011 and I just... I had been wanting to help our family out because my husband was in college getting his bachelor's and he was working so hard going to school full time. We had quite a bit of student debt that we had incurred um, because we had two little kids and I had been working full time before we moved here for him to go to school. And then when we moved here, I didn't have a job and it was really difficult for me. I had an 11 week old baby. And, and you moved because he was in school? Yes. Okay. Yep. And, um, I just was struggling with going back to work out of my home. And so I just thought, what can I do to bring in some income to stay home? And I tried selling different things a couple times, you know, like in-home party selling type stuff. And right. I am not a salesperson <laughs> at all. Like that's why online sales are so great for yeah, me. Because, because you don't have to be front facing. Yeah. It's your product selling itself. Yeah, exactly. If they want it, they can buy it. And if not, that's okay too. Yeah. So I learned I was not a great salesperson and I just kept trying to 
think, what could I do to help our family? And um, I had prayed about it like, please give me some ideas of what to do. And um, there was a girl that I knew and she had talked about an Etsy shop that she had, but she didn't explain what it was at all. And she made um, like goat soap, goat milk soap and stuff like that. And uh, I just thought, I'm going to check that out. I wonder if I could do something like and how that. how popular was Etsy at this point? Like, I, don't I don't remember. I don't think it was very it popular, was popular at all. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it and anyone I talked to had never heard of it. Right. And so, but I kept thinking about this idea, but I didn't know what I could sell. And um, my sister had a little baby girl and I always wanted to do something nice when she had a baby. She has seven kids. So I got practice at yes, you did. <laughs> making yes. things for them. And I thought, Oh, I found this fabric and it was minky. I didn't know what it was. It was like kind of a new fabric. And I thought, Oh, I can make her a blanket out of this. So I just made one of those blankets where you cut the edges and tie yes. the knots. In yes. Them. That'd be my speed. Yeah. Cause uh-huh. I really couldn't sew. Like I, I, I mean, I had done a little bit one time when I was a child and um and I always otherwise wanted to. you had not sewn like no. this had not been a part of your no, life no <laughs> not at all isn't that awesome yeah it is I'm like oh inspiration yeah um so I made this blanket and I thought I wonder if I could sell blankets on Etsy and was your first vision like the blankets that were tied around yes. it? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, that good. was one of my first blankets <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and so I Um, so I made this tide blanket. It was cute. It had little monsters on it and everything. And I thought, I wonder if I could sew one because I thought, well, I can go straight lines, you know? So like blankets were perfect for me. It's just straight line, turn, straight line. And, um, my mom had given me literally an, like a 1980s sewing machine that she handed down to me. And I had, um, got some like thread and pins and needles from my grandmother when my grandmother passed away. So I like just took these. Figured it out. Yeah. And oh, I did get on YouTube and kind of get some ideas of how to sew it. And I didn't even know how to thread the machine. Like that was the most stressful thing to me. My mom had to teach me how to thread the machine and it it had lots of issues with it. And so, but I started, I got $150. I went down to Abbott's and Rigby and got some fabric that I thought was cute. And I went to Joann's and got a couple more pieces of fabric that I thought were cute. And, um, anyway, I sewed them up and, and you just kind of were like, I'm just going to do this mm-hmm. and <laughs> not really knowing exactly no. how this was going to end no. up. You just, I, I can, I can do this. Yeah. I just Good thought for you, I'm just going to try it and see what happens. But I did learn along the way, like my first blanket, I'm like, I cannot believe someone bought that. <laughs> like <laughs> when they got it, were they like, huh? They gave me a five-star review. So I was see, like, oh. it was probably somebody like me who has no clue how to even put a pieces of fabric together. That's so, great. I was very grateful yeah. that they were very kind yeah. and gave me my first five-star review. But just looking back and to see my evolution from where I started to see the very first pictures I took, they were dark and just like, oh, I just, I really can't believe anyone bought anything from me. And now to see how far I've come, I have truly been blessed. And I know I've had help along the way. That's fantastic. So tell me, give me a little insight as to what was it about your confidence that you felt like, I mean, this is going to work or were you just taking a chance? What, what did that look like? To start with, I was just taking a chance. Like I felt like it was something I would enjoy doing 
And, but I really didn't have confidence. I was nervous that it wasn't going to be successful, but I was determined that I was going to give it my best shot. Yeah, I don't great. do anything halfway. <laughs> I'm like, so that was what it was. It was your drive. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm all in when I decide I'm going to do something. I'm all in. So, um, but as I made mistakes, Mistakes are so important, I feel, because if you don't make those mistakes, you are not going to learn. And I made a lot of mistakes, but I think how you get through those mistakes is what helps you grow and be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Like my very first blanket, I started, because I when I make them, they're facing together, and I leave an opening and flip them inside out. Okay. I started in the corner, not the right place to start. <laughs> You should start in the middle of the blanket because otherwise that one corner is not pointy like the other three. Oh, got it. So after that first blanket, that's the blanket I got a five star on too. You sold that blanket. You did it. All right. Yeah. And so anyway, just, I mean, little things like that. I was so worried and upset about that one corner. But then after that, I realized, okay, I have to start in the middle, Uh you know, and, and, you know, customer service, you have to learn okay, how do I deal with difficult customers? And like, for me, I'm a redhead. Sometimes I get a little worked up. (laughs) Yes, that's good. Maybe. Sometimes. I have to take a step back and go, you know what? If something is upsetting me, I have to do what's best for me. And me, like reacting the way I would like to is not the best way that's going to help me. So even if I have a customer that's very difficult, I... I'm still very nice and you know, I'm everything's done online basically for me. But if mm-hmm. I get a message, an unhappy customer for some reason, I'm very nice and say, oh, I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. When really I'm like, oh, I can't believe they said that. Like that is not true or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, how do you handle that? Like, have you gotten, I, I imagine anytime you put yourself out there, especially mm-hmm. in the online world, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to have people be pretty brutal back mm-hmm. to you. So. How do you handle those kind of, or have you even had that level of, you have? Oh, Mm -hmm. yes. Because honestly, there are some people you just cannot make happy. It doesn't matter if you give them a perfect blanket or not. They're, for some reason, they're not going to be happy with it. Mm -hmm. And, um. And did you have any idea about that going on? Oh, oh, not at all. Yeah. I had no clue. I just, the thought, you know, in my mind, I'm just like, "Mm, everyone's going to be fine with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And I'm just going to sell stuff and it'll be wonderful. And Mm -hmm. I never, there were so many things I didn't even think about when I started. Yeah. But that's part of the growing process and the learning and making mistakes, you know? Right. But, um, I, I, I just, because I want, I just think customer service is so important. So for me, even if I feel someone's not right, I still go above and beyond because I, it's so important to just have good customer service and get return customers. I've had customers that aren't happy and if I offer them even more than I feel I should, I get them as return customers. Uh Mm -hmm. So even if I lose a little bit on a sale in the end, it makes up for it Mm -hmm. because they'll come back to you. Right. And I have, I think a lot of my business is from return customers. I think that's a really good message. You could dig your heels in and say, you know, forget you. Mm -hmm. I I don't want your business. Or Mm -hmm. you can use that as an opportunity to put yourself out there in a different way. And I'm glad that that's paid off for you yeah. because customer service is a big deal. It is. It's huge. Mm-hmm. I think it's a 
the utmost importance. And I think when you're first starting too, because for me, I did make some mistakes when I first started. And so when you don't have that income coming in yet to the level that you want, it's kind of hard to go, oh, I'm going to lose $40 on this deal, but it, it will come back to you twice twice as much in the end if you you know handle it in the right way so, so are you willing to share what your biggest mistake is like what has happened that you were like oh my gosh I can't oh, believe I did that yes <laughs> so so I this one day my mom was here helping me it was when I had like the most orders I had ever had we got out like 18 blankets in one day wow and I had one blanket shipping back to the midwest somewhere and one going to Canada. And I somehow switched the labels on their packages. Okay. And shipping to Canada is not cheap. <laughs> and so I had shipped them to the wrong places. And the customer back in the Midwest, she messaged me and she's like, this is not the blanket that I ordered. And I was just like, oh no, what did I do? And she sent me a picture of it. And I was like, clearly, yep, that's yeah, not the blanket obviously. she ordered. <laughs> and... um. I, it, did like, you know then when you saw it, you were like, oh, that blanket was supposed to go to yes, Canada. Yes. Okay. I instantly knew because mm -hmm. I don't typically sell like the same blanket in the same, on the same day yeah. and ship them the same day. And anyway, so I, I knew whose it was and I was just like, oh my goodness, that's going clear to Canada. And my first thought was, oh, I should ask them to send it back to me and um, like the girl in Canada say, can you please write refused on it and send it back to me? Cause in my mind I was just thinking like, Oh, how can I save my money on this deal? Sure. And then I thought, you know what? I messed up. It's not fair to put them through that hassle. And who knows the postal process between here and Canada. I don't even know if they would send it back, you know, right. with writing refused on it. So anyway, I just told them, you know what, you guys just keep the blankets and I messed up. I'll get your other ones shipped out ASAP. Wow. And um, the the lady in Minnesota, she hasn't purchased from me again, but the girl in Canada, she's purchased like three more times from me and she was super appreciative and she was just like, that's so nice of you. Yeah, that is pretty great. And so, you know, when you do things like that, you, um, you just, I think you have forever customers. Yeah, you do. Cause it really shows that in that, on that moment, all you were thinking crap about the money. Yeah. Um, yep. you didn't, obviously relate that to your customers. They were right. like, okay, this is great. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. think that's awesome. Yeah. So, all right. So what do you think makes your business unique? Obviously there are d other places that mm -hmm. are making blankets, baby mm -hmm. blankets, but is it the fabric? What is it that makes you unique? I think the customizations that I'm able to do. And also I think because I'm a perfectionist, like I honestly feel like my products are of a really good quality because I'm, I just want to make sure that, that, everyone has the best product that they can have. And also I love babies and I just, I want It's an them, easy product to make. Yes. yes. I want them to like have love, love their blanket forever. Like I want it to be their special blanket. Yeah. They drag around and Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I get so many messages from parents going, my baby loves your blanket. You know, they can't live without it. Like parents will message me and be like, can you please ship out another blanket tomorrow because they've lost theirs and they can't live without it. Wow. You know? Yeah, that's saying something. And I just, I feel like 
I make them with love. <laughs> that sounds I kind of that's silly, no. but every blanket, I feel like I, I get to know my customers and I care about the product that they get. And so I don't know. Yeah, I that's that awesome. Them. I think that's so great. Um, I still, I, I'm revealing something about myself here. Yay. So I had a blanket named Prince when I was, a, when I was a youngster and I know it's in my cedar chest and I absolutely slept with that thing till I was probably 17 years old. Really? So yes. <laughs> so, so I'm cute. telling you, you can really get connected yeah. to those blankets and they yeah. they really are security for you. Yeah. So I love that. Did you have sense. this sense? Did you know you were going to be making such an impact on people's lives with a blanket? Oh, absolutely not. When I first started, it was all about just helping my family to get out of financial aid debt and, you know, and no, but I'm so grateful because it brings me joy. Yeah. It brings me joy when I get those messages. Like it really makes a difference to me, especially on days where I'm like, oh, I don't feel like sewing today. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it just, it helps me. Yeah, it, it I really can see helps that. me in my life. I think anytime you're in a, some kind of a service business, and obviously you're selling a product, but still it's giving somebody something that they need and they yeah. want. And so yep. you're feeling that need for them. And right. And in this way, it's even better because it's for babies. Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> yep. great. So tell me, what, you, what do you think the secret to making a home-based business successful is? What is that for you? For me, I think... It is important to choose something that you're passionate about because if it's something that you don't enjoy, you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to put in the effort. So I would say find something that that you'll enjoy and be passionate about. And because yeah, now help. this is how many years? Seven years that you've yep. been? No, almost eight. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's been eight. Yeah. So that's a f- quite a few blankets. Do you have any mm-hmm. idea how many blankets you've made? I've had over five thousand sales. But most of them have been within the last three years because that's when I made the change to the special fabrics. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it's it's been over 5,000. Yeah, that's quite a few. To look. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yes, you need to have passion for that. Yeah. What else What else helps you to be successful? Um, I think it's really important to, before you start, decide what you want your success to look like. Because my success and how I want my success to be is going to be totally different than someone else's. Someone else might want to have a business with 50 employees and, you know, have a huge enterprise. But for me, my success is being able to stay home and have a business out of my home so that like this morning I had to run my son to the dentist and I can, you know, schedule my hours around that and just be there to do what I need to do for my family when I need to do it. And, um, I think, I think there's so many things that make it successful. (laughs) I think things that you learn along the way will make it successful. Yeah. And Um, learning from those things, not repeating the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the thing. Like when you make a mistake, you have to tell yourself, okay, I'm not going to do that again you know? And, um, I think another thing is gratitude for me. Your mindset is huge when you're running a business. I think any business, but especially an at home business, because you, if you have a bad attitude, you're not going to get anything done. And if you love what you're doing and like every morning, 
I literally tell myself things that I'm grateful for and it just puts me in the right place, the right frame of mind to get things done for that day. And like, I'll just tell myself, I'm so grateful that I have this business. I am so grateful for my children. I'm so grateful for this home that we have. Just like I list things. And I don't know, it just helps me be more productive for some reason when you see how blessed you are. Well, I think, uh, I can't quote it, but I know that there's scientific proof around this whole attitude of gratitude and practicing Mm -hmm. those gratitude um, um, practices. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's fantastic that you have adopted that into your life and that it makes a difference for you. And that's actually kind of where I got it from because I've struggled with anxiety since I was a teenager. And um, one of the things that I learned was being grateful. Really? And that helps you with your anxiety. When you have gratitude in your mind, like that and anxiety can't coincide in there. Oh, I got it. And then I just realized when I started doing that, it just made me in a better mood. It made me happier. And when I'm happier, I'm more productive. Yeah, right. So So what an amazing coping technique for Mm -hmm. that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that that works. And it's obviously translating to your talent and and, um, serving all of us who have have the need for blankets. (laughs) So thank you. So talk to me a little bit about how... Uh, it doesn't sound like you've had a business background. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a degree in business or anything like that? Not at all. I actually don't have any degree. Yeah, because you don't need it. Obviously, I, you have yeah. figured this out. So how yeah. has that happened? Like, how did you know how to set up a business, a website, uh, take money, mm-hmm. like any of that stuff? I didn't know at all how to do any of it because nobody in my family has ever owned a business or ran a business. Um, and so I... I just started it. I didn't even think about it. I just thought... <laughs> you didn't know what you didn't know, and that was probably exactly. good. Yeah. That's uh-huh. exactly it. And yeah. then as I was going along, I thought, oh, wait, I need to turn in these taxes. And <laughs> yes. how do I do that? Uh, what? How do you go about that? And so I just got online, and I searched stuff online and found, oh, you go to you know Idaho Tax Commission, and they have forms online that you can print out. And it's really... I was nervous because I was like, how much is this going to cost me? Mm-hmm. It is really not expensive at all, yeah, especially for someone like me who um, is just doing it on their own out of their home. You don't have to have any special licensing at all. You can just do a sole proprietorship, which is what I did. Um, getting a tax license is free. You just send in to the state. Um, well, actually I printed the forms out online and sent them in and then they send you the information you need and that's it. And that's your tax ID number. Yes. Uh Yep. My Mm -hmm. tax ID number. And, um, you do have to pay initially, depending on how much you make, you have to pay taxes quarterly. Right. And then if you're depending on how much you make, then you can do it once a year after that. So it's not. And you learned all that stuff just as you've gone along. Yeah, just from searching it online. Yeah, good for you. And then the other thing that I did was I did get um, a DBA, which is doing business as, because I wanted to make sure someone else couldn't use my name in the state of Idaho. Right. And that just cost me $25 and that's it. Yeah. That's all I've had to do. That was pretty smart. How did you know to do that? I didn't. <laughs> I was just... Did somebody tell you that? <laughs> I I think I just saw it online. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I should check this out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I had the thought of, wait, because I know that you can't use other people's business names. Right. But I wasn't sure how you go about not being able to allow someone to not use your business name. Right. So I think I, think I just like 
Googled it online it was or something. one of those thoughts that came into your yes. mind. And yeah, yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. I think that's what happens. We're led down those roads sometimes. And the mm-hmm. more that we're investigating, the more it opens up. And right. then you're like, oh, I guess I need to do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that has helped me is being part of... Um, some online business groups. Uh-huh. People are so helpful in them. It depends on what group you're in. I would just say, suggest being part of groups that are positive and helpful. I'm part of this one group. It's called the Joyful Entrepreneur. And that's the free portion of it. But it is so helpful. And everyone is so kind. And if you have any questions, you can get on there. People will answer whatever you have even if they do the same business as you people aren't competitive on there yeah that's great and they help you and I'm also part of their their paid part that's called flourish and you can get more um like expertise help in that group how did you find did you just go see see, oh goodness searching Facebook to find these groups uh yeah I think I was on Facebook and I was just like searching Etsy type stuff Uh uh-huh and I think because of the algorithms on uh-huh. Facebook. It found you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like, what's that? What's the joyful entrepreneur? And um, I just love everything about them. The, the positivity. They're all about being positive and helping each other. And Yeah. It's anyway. nice when you're in a group that the facilitator holds you all to the yes. rules and, and it doesn't go bad. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was part of, like on Instagram especially, I would follow some people that just didn't make me feel good about myself or my business. And um, part of this Flourish group, we ha- they have something called Mindset Mondays. I think that's what it is. It's Mindset something. <laughs> but anyway, um, they were talking about getting rid of the negativity in your life because when you have negativity in your life, you tend to focus on that and it makes you less productive. And that's what I was doing. I was letting these, you know, I was actually, it was people I was envious of going, oh, even though I feel like I was at the level of success that I wanted to be, when you allow yourself to get envious, it turns into negativity. And like, I think it's important to take a step back and reevaluate and go, wait a second, where do I want to be right now? and refocus and just realize, hey, I don't I don't need to be like that other person. And so anyway, for me it was really helpful to like unfollow those people that were making me not feel good about myself or my business. There's a saying that says, um, comparison is the thief of joy. And isn't that so true? Yes. Uh, Because just like I loved how you nailed, it wasn't necessarily where I wanted to be. But as I'm looking at all of this, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking, gosh, I should be there. Mm -hmm. How can you not envy that? And so very good message, I think, for all of us to clear that stuff out of our lives. Mm -hmm. Bring the stuff that helps raise us up. Yes. Great. Um, Talk to me, what do you think your biggest challenges or obstacles have been in creating Sugar Doodle Boutique? Oh, honestly, I think my biggest challenges have been balancing my um, home life. I wouldn't necessarily say my home life, but like keeping my home clean uh-huh. and picked up because I don't do well in chaos. Yeah, and have, to have order and yeah. Yes, and um, making family meals has been really huge for me because before I started this business, I had dinner every night. You know, making their packing their my kids' lunches every day and just doing everything that a stay-at-home mom does. And um, so those things had to change a little bit. And uh, and how were you? Were you okay to be able to let go of some of that stuff? No, it stressed me out. <laughs> it stressed me out really bad. But I think you have to do things 
to come up with solutions for yeah. those. Yeah. So, and even just recently, cause we were eating out way too much and it's like, Oh, this is so expensive, but I don't have time to make meals. Um, so I started doing freezer meals. Yeah. I just did one with sliced pepper uh-huh. and I love it. Like it's amazing. It has changed my life because now I can have healthy meals that it took me like, it took us an hour and 45 minutes. I did 20 meals in an hour and 45 wow, minutes. Wow, that's great. So in the mornings, I just toss it in the um, crock pot. And I did one in the Instapot. So it took like even less time yeah, than that because yeah. I had forgotten to put it in the crock pot. So I'm like, like oh, well, crap. it's going in this pot then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that, that has helped big time. Great. And even things like if you need to get a cleaning service, have them come in once a month and clean your bathrooms, right, you know? Right, right. Um, I appreciate that because I think that we, we especially um, working moms, mm-hmm. we really think we have to take all of yes. this on. And it's okay to share mm-hmm. the load and realize you can't do it all. You don't have to do it all. Exactly. And I, for, I think for a long time, that was my biggest trial was feeling like I had to do it all. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I also realized, wait a second, these are things that people in my family can share they can help me with. And so I, I think that this has really helped my children to be more independent, more, um, what's the word? They, they just have to be more responsible around the house. Mm-hmm. They have to help out more with cleaning and... And how are they doing that? Are they doing it? Pretty good. Yeah, that's I good. I mean, sometimes I have to say... Because you have a house full of boys. Yes, I have three <laughs> boys. Yes. And they're busy boys. The, you know, two of them are in soccer right now and... We just got done with swim team and there's, you know. Yeah, there's always stuff. Yeah. And so um, sometimes I do have to get a little firm with them. <laughs> so how does your family help you or even support you with the business? What do they think of this? I think that, I think they appreciate it because they, they're helpful. Like my boys, sometimes they'll come in and they'll be like, mommy, do you need help unpinning your blanket? And I'm like, yeah, so that would be wonderful. And I think they see the benefit of it also. Um, they love going to the movies. And so, you know, it helps us. Yeah, there's to... some perks to their life with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And they see that our vacations were able to, you know, have a little longer and nicer vacations and spend more family time together because of, of it. And um, they, I just feel like I, I'm hoping that, them seeing my dedication and also not giving up my time with them. I'm hoping that that will help them in their future to maybe balance their lives when they work and have family time and... I just hope I'm a good example yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. I hope they learn something. I suspect you are. And I think that it is always inspiring when they can see one or both parents really um, go after their dreams. Mm-hmm. And like you, this is a great story. You didn't know necessarily what the outcome was going to be, mm-hmm. but you just persevered. Mm-hmm. And I think that tells our children more than we even really give them credit for because they're watching. That's true. Because I think back and I think, I do not remember one thing my mom said to me, but I remember the things that she did. Yeah. yeah. So, and and my husband. And here she started this. I Tell me again. It was a little project that you guys sewed together that kind of started you on this way back when? Um, Let's see, eight years ago. Because my 
my sister had just had her little baby girl and I wanted to do, to do something nice for her. So I made the little tied blanket yeah. for her. But didn't you do something with your mom when you were young? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I was in eighth grade and I had babysat for this family. I lived in Sparks, Nevada at the time. And um, I went to babysit and it was around Christmas time. And they had these little ornaments on their tree that looked like a gumball machine. It was like this clear plastic and it had little pieces of gumball in I it. I can with envision it. A little yeah felt bottom on it and it was so cute and I um being a 13 year old girl who didn't love gumball machines you know so and it was colorful and so I had wanted to make this and I had had like I think I had strep throat or something so I stayed home from school and I had nothing to do and I had talked to my mom about these gumball machines and my mom sews but she never really taught me Uh well you know until I became an adult and she helped me with this but Anyway, um, so she um, went to like Joanne Fabric or someplace like that that we had there and she bought me the supplies for it so that I would have something to do while I was home. And um, she helped me figure out, like she did everything for me, like threading the machine and everything. Which is why you, you struggled later with <laughs> right. threading the machine. Yeah, right. Of course, <laughs> so, we shouldn't have to know how to thread a machine when we're, thir- did you say 13? Yes, yeah. yeah. So she threaded it for me and um, she helped me get the supplies and I think she helped me cut things out as well. But I did all the actual sewing. Yeah, and so fun. I, you know, you put the little gumballs inside the plastic that had been cut out into a circle and I sewed around the edges and sewed the little felt, you know, triangle things on the, the bottom. Uh-huh. And I loved doing it so much that, so I was home, I was sick for two days, but then she let me stay home like two more days. And you guys did this together. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. And we made like a ton of them for our whole tree. Yeah, that's great. And so after that, I, I never sewed again until I started these blankets. But it put something inside me that I loved sewing. Uh-huh. And so I feel like that was like a huge influence for me to be able to do this business. That one thing that she did for me as a child, yeah. like is helping me so much in my life as an adult right now. Such a family. great example. We don't know what things are going to inspire our kids. And so you just do the best you can as a parent. Yeah. And then hopefully, hopefully it works out. <laughs> yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. So have you ever had moments of self-doubt Uh, during all this time, like, what am I doing? Yes. Talk to me about those. How do you overcome that? Um, I, I think when I've seen those times when I've let myself, um, look at competitors and see how well they're doing and see in ways that they're flourishing and I'm not, I, I, I'll get down on myself and be like, oh, I should have the time to do that. Or I start to second guess what my goals are. I I kind of second guess like, oh, maybe I should hire some employees or maybe I should should be bigger. Yes. Uh And, um, because I I think it's because I'm doubting myself because it makes me feel like, wait, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I should be doing better. Maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I should be doing more. And I think when I get, it really helps me to talk to my husband because he, he puts things into perspective for me when I kind of get out of sorts and he's just really calming to me. And also my mom, I'll call my mom and I'll just be like, mom, you know, I'm so upset. So-and-so is copying me. And you know, there's a, there's, there is a lot of copying that goes on 
and I try to make myself unique and stand out and like photograph my pictures a certain way and then someone else will see it and start doing something similar or even exactly the same. And, um, and so it helps to talk to people who are in your corner to kind of, you know, it helps me a lot. Yeah. They, they, they help build me up again yeah. and get rid of my doubts. This stuff doesn't matter. Just keep yeah. going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just Good. do what you know you're going to do and be yourself and you'll be blessed. Yeah. So. Good advice. I love it. So what's the future for Sugar Sugar Doodle Boutique? What is the future? Um, I mean, for now, I want it to stay how it is. I feel like I'm as, success, as successful as I want to be right now. But I could see, you know, when my boys get older and maybe out of the house, taking it another step further and maybe getting into designing my own prints. I yeah. would really love that. I would really love to have things that I could design that would make it completely unique that someone could come to me to get something that no one else would have at all. Yeah, and I mean, good. I could do that right now through another designer, but it costs quite a bit to be able to do that. And so just um, offering spe- really special things like that that wouldn't be as expensive for people, I think would be really awesome. And I just think maybe in the future, I will be able to, you know, maybe hire some employees and grow my business even more. I think that'd be fun. Just maybe not right now for me, but yeah, in the you've future. got a good foundation to build off of if that's yeah. what you decide to do. Yeah, very good. All right, so I think maybe you've already said this, but I'll ask you again. What advice would you give to an individual considering self-employment? I would say do it. I think it's awesome. I think you'll learn so much from it, and don't be afraid of failure. I mean, I tried to do multiple things before I found this business, you know, like doing the at-home sales type things. And, um, you know, I tried Avon. (laughs) I even tried some actual jobs that I didn't like. And it's okay. It's okay if things don't work out. You just go on to the next thing and just keep going until you find what you want to do. And I was listening to Rachel Hollis yesterday. I just love her. I think she has such great advice. And she said something. She's like, Find your passion and it, who cares what other people think? You know, she said, let your freak flag fly. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I love that because who cares if you like want to start an Instagram account with your dog, you know, or whatever it is that yeah, you're it's, passionate about. It's about you. Yeah. And you want to sell like puppy bandanas or whatever. <laughs> if that's what you love, do what you love. Yeah, that's awesome. And anyway, I think it's just finding your passion. I love also that it. she says, what other people think of you is none of your business. Yes. Like that was kind of powerful. Like, oh, yes. I really, I thought it was my business, but apparently I just need to yeah. not care yes. and just do what I like. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Um, okay. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell listeners why you got us? Um... Come check out my shop, yeah. sugardoodleboutique.com. And um, for everyone, if anyone that's listening today wants to buy something, I have a discount code they can use. It's THANKS10, T-H-A-N-K-S-10. That'll get you 10% off your order. Awesome. And if you live in the Idaho Falls area, you can even message me and I can deliver it. It'll get to you quicker and I don't charge shipping. So, but if you, you don't, don't, to, you I don't, don't charge shipping. You no. didn't charge shipping to Canada either, huh? I do out of the country. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Let's just clarify. All right, good. That's correct. In the United States, free shipping, it's a lot more expensive out of the country. Right. But. Well, we will also put that in the show notes so that people can um, get to your site. And thank you for that offer code. That's great. Okay. 
Alicia, thank you. I cannot uh, thank you enough for sharing your story with us today. I really know it will be helpful to many people to hear about your journey and they'll be inspired to follow their dreams despite their barriers and not knowing maybe exactly what they're getting into. So thank you for that. Um, this podcast is brought to you as a service from Oswald Service and Repair in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. If you're looking for automotive repair provided with honesty and integrity, come see us and let our family take care of your family. Uh, now stay tuned for the business leadership moment and we'll see you next time. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Welcome to the business leadership moment. As a reminder, this segment provides you with tips and tricks on how to improve your leadership. And just know that we're all leaders. If you're a parent, if you're uh, in the community, a leader in your church, um, obviously in your job, your workplace, your family, whatever that looks like, we all have leadership responsibilities and can learn from these tips and tricks. This segment is brought to you by RiseCon. That is an East Idaho business conference that's held every November. They also have a sister event called RiseX, which is held on a monthly um, routine. And it is an opportunity where you get to go and listen to a speaker and then do a deep dive into your business around the topic that was discussed that day with other business leaders in the community. So it's like a mastermind um, and education all combined into one, a great event. I highly recommend that you check this out. You can find information about RiseCon and RiseX at at www.risecon.com. And just remember that Rise is spelled with a Z. And I hope to see you guys there. Um, so today I wanted to dovetail a little bit into some of the other leadership moments that I have done around creating a productive and positive culture in your, um, in your business place and wherever that might be. One of the things that I talked about that is key there is that you talk to people and not about them. And as I've coached people with this, I've had some pushback and they've told me, you know, Renee, I appreciate that. I'm not going to, I don't want to gossip, but sometimes I just need to talk this out with somebody and I, I, because I need to know where I'm at and if I'm seeing this the right way. So if you're telling me that I can't talk about someone, it's kind of crippling me to be able to solve the problem. So I totally get that. And I think I want to make a, um, a distinction about when we go around and we try to seek out someone who has our same agenda or can support our agenda, you know, that's kind of what gossip ends up being is that we just keep this ball rolling. We feel this sense of in inclusion because people are a part of this conversation and, and you can really get caught up in that. Um, but I understand that there are some situations where you really need to be able to talk this out. So what I recommend is that you find a Spock. Um, and I wish this was Spock from Star, from Star Trek. I, I think he would probably be a great Spock, obviously. But this Spock is a little bit different. This Spock is spelled S-P-O-C. And it stands for Specific Point of Contact. So really saying there's one person one individual I'm going to go to and I'm going to talk this out and they're going to help me problem solve and I'm not going to go around and, you know, feed my agenda to everyone in the office or whatever space I'm in. I'm going to go to my Spock and they're going to help me with this. So what I would recommend when you're choosing your Spock, make sure that you guys have a conversation around what this looks like. Hopefully you have somebody with high emotional intelligence that can look at it with objective eyes 
And, you know, for number one, you want somebody who is really going to listen and be able to hear your side of the story and put themselves in the situation that maybe the other person could be feeling as well. So find somebody who is is good at listening and not just talking or solving your problem. You need someone to listen. Um, Two, find someone who can help you see your blind spots and who you feel safe with and that's a trusted relationship because you need them to be candid with you. This is not a person that's going to tell you necessarily what you want to hear. This is a person that's going to help you figure it out. And if you really are at the level of wanting to have a highly productive team and work in an environment that you enjoy or live in an environment that you enjoy and that brings out the best in you, you want somebody to help you find those blind spots so that you can improve. That's your opportunity to do better. So find someone where that's safe. Um, And then three, That Spock needs to be an agent that helps you to get better, that helps you to get to the point where you can accomplish whatever that goal is or whatever that outcome is that you need to accomplish, um, especially in this situation. Uh, Real good Spocks are those people that hold you accountable for being accountable, um, that don't allow you to go down into these um, rabbit holes of what you know you would consider gossip they keep it at a level where it's a problem solving situation and here are the facts and this is what you need to do no fault no blame no guilt um and then let's move on because this situation needs to be solved in order for us to get to the next place and that can apply in all aspects of our lives but especially as leaders in business um and coworkers in business so I um, I just want to challenge you to find your Spock, have conversations with somebody who you feel like you can trust, and get that Spock in place, and then use them um, to help keep you on your accountability track. Um, as I have said, there's no quicker way to happiness than through accountability. I promise you that if we can become more accountable in our lives, that it does bring us happiness in our work and in, in, in all of the aspects of our lives. So here's to you finding your Spock and have a great week. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair for all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho. Let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.